1: Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show, episode 567. I'm Mike Sorgat, Sorgatron on the Twitter in the Mayhem Studio in Pittsburgh, PA, where we talk professional wrestling. This is the flagship show of, we didn't have a uh, Mayhem shakeup yet or anything like that. Uh, but we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Everybody's hopping in the chat room and over at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com. With us, of course, on the couch, we got Larry watching his 205 Live. What's up? How's going on? Uh,
0: drama. Drama
1: drama good. so far drama here drama. uh yep. 24 minutes into uh 205 live yeah man dr phil needs
0: to get there quick
1: <laughs> okay that's not what i expected from the It's also over there chad the shad joins us on og Mayhemer uh back on the show
2: good evening good evening
1: okay Thank you. Uh, on the line with us, of course, Mad Mike, the only one of the crew with a Future Endeavor letter from the WWE in Poughkeepsie, New Hi, York. Did I do that backwards? I, I,
3: I brought Dave Batista's co-star in Guardians of the Galaxy, Teeny Tiny Baby Groot.
1: Teeny Tiny Baby Groot in Lego form. Look at that. That's yes. awesome. Also joining us, uh, he is uh, behind uh, the... Uh, PCW in Cleveland in the upcoming welterweight Tournament. He is Joe Dombrowski, also uh, a producer on such fine productions like Finding Zach Gown in the Montreal Theory.
4: You don't mean the same productions that you could find at indywrestling.us oh, do you? Oh,
1: coincidentally, yes.
4: Well, I'll be.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much <laughs> Happy Joe Happy to be back Thank you so much Joe for joining us So we're going to talk about what's going on with you here in a few moments But first please check out everything at wrestlingmamshow.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Citrus, Spreaker, iHeartRadio And video versions on the Wrestling Mayhem Show YouTube and Facebook page Also stay tuned to those because they have live feeds of the show on on both of those, YouTube has, of course, the WWE Raw wrap-up and the Midweek Wars, and the Facebook has uh, some random indie mayhem shows throughout the week. This week later, we're going to be talking to uh, Ray Zombie of Wrestling With Independence over on Indiegogo, and uh, whatever else might come on here and there, like when the machines shut down or we're at intermission and talking to Joe about his uh, uh, a wacky fun booth of, uh, of, of goodness over at the uh, uh, wrestling shows, um, but uh, stay tuned to all those, and of course, uh, we're here at Tuesdays. 10 p.m. Eastern time for this show, the Wrestling Mayhem Show, at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com. And whatever technology we're using will be linked up in there. Um, Also, you can uh, drop us a line at that email address. Good times! Good times at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. And uh, you can drop us a line also at 412-206-WMS0. Put that in your phone. and, 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 And write in it, um dial when drunk for those friday and saturday nights or tuesday afternoons uh when you're hammered and uh want to let us know what wrestling's like or right after raw or something that was that would be fun too at mayhem show on the twitter wrestling mayhem show group on facebook and of course thank you to our patreon supporters at the fan of the show dollar level Bo Diggity. Woo. 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 ed burke the matthew and jennifer Carlos foundation for podcast betterment the trey garcia I don't know why I added that. Uh Trey Gar and Bobby F. J. Town. And at the Pocky Club five dollar level that gets the mayhem show gold is uh Tina Keys, Christopher Bishop, and Man Mike. Henceforth referred to as the American Kevin Owens and the Canadian Lance Cataman. I forgot that blast part was added there last catamaran. week. Catamaran catamaran. Catamaran. Yeah. Catamaran cataman? Catamaran. Catamaran. Cat Catamaran. Catman. Catman.
3: Catman. No. Catman do. Catman. No. Katmandu? I am Groot. Chattanooga. I am Groot. So now you need to call him Groot from I... now on instead of all that other stuff.
0: Okay. All right.
3: Cheese, cheese ragu, cheese souffle, pie and pudding, almond um, flambe. Okay. You know French? Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh right.
1: Okay uh well uh (laughs) first of all joe dombrasky thank you for joining us here on 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 the show uh we're going to talk more extensively of course on the indie mayhem show uh coming up later this week but uh you got a pretty special project i know it's been uh kind of a pet project for a little bit here uh well first of all can can you fill the people in just uh uh, shortly what are you doing in cleveland in general
4: what am i doing in cleveland
1: yeah why cleveland (laughs) what's happening in cleveland uh these days
4: Um, Well, I have a great history in Cleveland. Uh, Anybody that uh, may have followed me for a while knows that I produced Prime Wrestling TV, formerly PWO, for six years up there, and I had kind of gotten out of the front office of pro wrestling for a while, but a uh, gentleman with a business opportunity approached me about uh, getting back in the game up there, and we've been running Premier Championship Wrestling at Turner's Hall in Cleveland. And Turner's Hall is uh, fitting and famous because it's where JT Lightning used to run Cleveland All-Pro Wrestling. It's where Johnny Gargano and M-Dog 20 and Josh Prohibition learned to wrestle, training in the basement. Uh, AIW had run there for a couple of years, and and now it's our steady home. And uh, we've been running events there consistently since August, and the crowds have grown, and the buzz has grown. I'm very thankful for that. We've got some Great talent from Pittsburgh, from Cleveland, and from Indiana, from Michigan, from New York, from all over, and uh, now in conjunction with that comes my next project: welterweight wrestling, which is going to be a one-night survival, of the fittest type tournament with 185 pound talents and under. I thought it was a little silly. Um, You talk about 205 Live, I think it's silly that we have 205-pound athletes that have to, for lack of a better term, be in the kiddie pool when you've got 210, 215-pound guys uh, in the main event. I don't think 205 pounds is this generation's um, overlooked, undersized talent. Uh, The cruiserweights are accepted now. They have a home. They deserve a home. But there's still a ton of guys out there who are still being told you're not good enough, you're not big enough, you don't have enough muscle mass, et cetera, et cetera. Let's give them a home and let's let them have their own canvas to perform on and and, uh, see if we might be able to revitalize, rejuvenate, or maybe innovate a little bit of what people view as, quote, unquote, cruiserweight or or welterweight-style wrestling in 2017. So our first event's May 7th on the Fight app on iPay-Per-View, or you can join us up at Turner's, and we'll see where it goes from there. But We've got a lot of hungry talents and a lot of buzz in the air.
1: Yeah, go check it out again if you're in the area. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up on this show because it's something that is widely available to everybody out there. Uh, and you can go click that uh, uh, Fight TV link over on WrestlingMayhemShow.com and help out this show as well when you go pick up that pay-per-view here uh, next month on May 7th. So like I said, we'll have a little more extended discussion about what you're doing up there in, in welterweight, uh Wrestling, of course, on Indie Mayhem Show. So let's get into the general wrestling topic. And uh, we were going to run a little bit of an experiment this week. <laughs> so larry has items for this week yeah and i thought we would let him lead oh dear as an experiment
0: um so i had the three top things i wanted to talk about i know one's probably not gonna work but (laughs) one's probably not gonna work which is uh last night's episode of ride along which it was amazing i think it's been the best episode so far um and it kind of actually developed characters a little bit or maybe it's just the outside they're outside At
1: these personalities yeah a yeah. little
0: bit um it, it invested you more in the the um 205 uh superstars uh, more
1: um, spe- specifically uh what tj perkins and
0: no, spec- no specifically more specifically uh was uh jack gallagher and brian kendrick oh, were in a car right. together for two and a half hours but also, uh, Rich Swann and TJ Perkins was pretty good. Not because of TJ Perkins, but Rich Swan was pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing was uh, the match with um, Cesaro and Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Mike brought up an interesting point yesterday about how cutting the commercial break right in the middle of the match kind of like kills the interest. In the yeah. match, like all the way,
1: Mike. Mike, do you want to expand on that that we talked about last night on the wrap up?
3: Yeah, it's just something that happened to because I went to RAW last week and it's my little Nassau Coliseum shirt. Um, I basically like I enjoyed last week's RAW, but when I watched it back on the um, on the USA feed, I wasn't as enthralled because, like, it really like. It's one thing if you have to cut, like TNA does this, taped shows do this. Like They'll cut away for a commercial, but they'll come back basically right where they left off with the action. So you don't lose the flow of the match. Mm-hmm. But Raw, because they're a live show, they obviously can't do that. Um, so it, you kind of lose a lot of the thread of what's going on. Because like, if you watched last week's Raw, you didn't know the Shining Stars got offense in their eight man tag you didn't know they did because all of that happened during the commercial
2: mm-hmm.
3: like I, I was watching it because i remembered the match because i really enjoyed the match so i was watching it, and i watched it in the commercials and they cut to commercial shining stars tag in they get a lot of really fun offense in and they tag out before the commercial break ends and then it's back to anderson and gallus and i'm like wow you missed a like a whole moment of the match like a whole segment of it and it's just i wish there were better ways to work around it like there's got to be a better way to space out the matches a little bit more even if it cuts some entrances and i know that's like sacrilegious but you, you don't you don't get a lot from people's entrances sometimes
0: or put more, get more from the match you put put more of the commercials into squash matches Mm. you know there's a good bit of filler in a three-hour show uh,
1: joe you're somebody that's, that's uh been known to put together television before uh in a forum uh what, what's your kind of take on on this
4: in a forum was that a backhanded compliment not really sure what that meant
3: sorg's been doing that all night in the forum that I, I'm, I'm like you he's got sassy
1: to Sork tonight i'm sorry um no with prime wrestling which was a television product that you worked on um Absolutely. you know i mean like like there were, there were commercial breaks and things uh, as part of that format, right?
4: Yeah, sometimes not as many as we wished, but there were some, yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, I think WWE does work around it as best they can. I mean, the thing you got to keep in mind is... With so much technology and so many options, the WWE's thought process is they want to keep you enthralled. They want some type of hook to keep you uh tuning into the next segment. What's gonna happen? Is the baby face going to rebound? And WWE has pretty much, from what I understand, carte blanche as far as where they put these commercial breaks. So everything's by design. If the shining stars got offense during the commercial break, it was because the shining stars were supposed to get offense during the commercial break and we weren't supposed to see them up on offense because they weren't an integral part of the story if the focus was on gallows and anderson and primo and epico are basically there to take a fall or to round out a segment or whatever the case is if they're not the focus then the story isn't on what they do the story is on carl and gallows so i am more of a fan of keep everything contained in one segment i only cut into a match for a commercial break when I had to uh, if we were very heavy on time and I had to make a cut somewhere or something like that. Um, And that's something the Attitude Era was great for. You never busted in on a match with a commercial break. Everything was self-contained and there was still a hook backstage or a limo pulls up or something to keep people tuned in. And they've kind of gone away from that. I think that's one of the reasons people – see raw is such a chore to watch or so formulaic or overproduced where you've got the heel on the outside and here comes the dive and then we have the rapid fire camera angles and mike cole says what's gonna happen when monday night raw rolls on and then we <laughs> cut to the break and we're back <laughs> with the the heel and the chin lock and we're fighting up and now we're getting ready to go home it just it's such a formula that's done to death and then that's my big problem i don't think Anything that we're meant to think is important gets missed, but I can tell you when the break's coming 20, 30 seconds before it happens. And that, to me, is the issue. And,
1: and this, is a, I mean, this is a show in a kind of format that's been kind of go, trucking on for well over 20 years. So, I mean, is it just we, we, we've seen it so many times and it's just wearing on us?
4: I mean, to me, wrestling is best when it's spontaneous and you right. don't know what's going to happen or when and it has that feel of anything can happen. And so often Raw is such a slick show and such a perfect show that you don't get that. And as a television entity, that's amazing for them. That's what they want. As a corporate entity, that's exactly what they want to do. But it loses some of that gritty edge where, for example, if you watch Impact and they have the roaming sort of pseudo-hidden camera that kind of zooms in and out and blurs in and out, at least that gives you a little bit more of an organic feel of something naturally progressing rather than a set-up studio-type shot perfectly lit and perfectly mic'd. So part of me will always go back to to, to wanting that kind of organic and natural uh, presentation. Uh, And again, you know, people say WWE is the McDonald's of wrestling. It is. It's very mainstream. It's, It's not for everybody in every way, but what they're doing works. And if they want a sleek, clean product, then that's what they're getting.
3: I miss the second screen experience that they used to have. Like, because they they used to, like, when Raw would cut the commercial, you used to be able to open the the app and watch the rest of the match unfolding during the commercial. So you could stay entertained throughout the whole time, and you could actually see how we got from point A to point B without Michael Cole saying, here's what you missed during the break. Like. I kind—I don't know why they stopped doing that because it's not like they're not filming it.
1: I feel like that—that—that that, that felt like a something that they kind of supplemented with what they do on Twitter, right? On Facebook and things like that. I mean, I know it's not a specific thing, but they're providing that content and the engaging with the the gifts and everything like that, right? Um, I, I think that's just where the energy went. Production yeah. wise.
4: Uh, but, I would say, too, the network, when the network came to pass, the app kind of got downplayed. Right. right. Um, and, and on top of that, I would be curious to know if there were ever any complaints from advertisers about that, kind of uh, encouraging fans to not watch the commercials.
1: Well, is it, this, I mean, you know, is there any complaints from USA Network were telling you to go on the WWE Network app instead of sticking around for Chris Lee nose breast?
0: That's a good point. I mean, that's,
1: I, every time I see that, it's just point. like... Yeah, right? Because, yeah. I mean, how many people are going to go and watch, you know, uh, Road... I want not call it Road Rules. What the hell's the name of it?
3: American Ninja Warrior. No, 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 no. No,
1: no Ride Along. Thank yeah. you. Um,
3: only Chrisley's on. Thank you. Wonderful <laughs> producer, Missy.
0: That sounded scripted. Yeah, say it when we're on the air.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> Talk about overproduced and slick. <laughs> 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 was, and we
0: come full circle.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. yep. Uh, if you got, you gotta uh-huh. be on the Facebook Live to know what that was about, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, we got some comments I need to catch up with. Um, or they could go to picture-in-picture picture mode. Oh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting idea. They could drop a picture down while they got they got ads running. Tried that.
3: Did they, they tried that the, during the first live SmackDown. Really? During the first live Smackdown, that was a real thing. Mm-hmm. They had a picture-in-picture picture mode like half uh commercial ad space, half action, and it was actually really good. Like it actually kind of made me pay attention during the commercials. Mm-hmm. And I usually don't. Like when the commercial hits, I tune out completely. Like that's why I check Twitter and stuff like that. But if I know the match is still happening, I'll watch the TV.
1: And and a good point because we're very very you know, geocentric when we think about these things, but Tina's pointing out that the the app, as you remember it, Mike didn't work on yeah. those breaks because uh, the West Coast area couldn't view it.
0: That's true because yeah, they get it.
1: They that. get it three hours later, despite. Right. Um,
0: they get what three hours later? Uh,
1: raw the feed. The raw feed, if it's live. Okay, oh. so
3: I think there are, think there are a the a certain there are certain channels. West Coast. Yeah, well, like you can get you can get an East Coast feed of raw. On the West Coast, but not everyone can do that. No, not everyone can.
1: But generally, like that USA Network feed is just truncated three hours, even though it says live. uh, Saturday Night Live, until recently or coming up here soon, uh, has always been, you know, eleven thirty five West Coast. It's always live on the East Coast. Despite. So, um, yeah, the West Coast gets screwed a lot when it comes to live, Um, they get the New York ball drop. At 11 or midnight in, in, yeah. in you know, local time that that happened here. But they do get ago. like
2: football and regular wrestling pay-per-views wrapping up at like 10 o'clock yeah. at you night. Have, yeah, yeah, you it can have an hour go so, yeah, afterwards. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's the trade-off. That's what that's the but trade-off. Man, that's those early games get.
1: that start at like 9 a.m. though, right? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. so then
3: again, you fair, don't, no don't watch those time, early games anyway.
1: Nobody watches those early games?
3: no look what they put on in the, on those early games don't it, watch it's
1: all those east coast you
3: you want to see you want to see the jets versus the jaguars be my guest
1: that's <laughs> <laughs> true there you go uh let's see uh, tina saying Xfinity, had to wait till 8 8 8 p.m she's up there of course in uh in washington state so speaking of ads mm. uh
2: it seems Raw is getting like the Zeisel ad on oh, Raw geez. was everywhere. Uh, Speaking of so, Jeff like, Hardy match, now once they they get that type of advertisement, you have an advertising crawl or a, or a graphic on the bottom of the screen. Now, do they get to keep? Do they get to stay on for longer? Does that advertisement provide them with the ability to keep commercials short for that segment? Maybe, maybe. So, I I'm, mean, I'm... just but it is pretty funny that the Zeisel ad goes on only on screen only during Hardy matches. I'm, that's, that's I'm
0: convinced that's the reason the New Day was traded to SmackDown. So that there wouldn't be any fuck that owl chance when they got in the ring together. Very
1: possible. Very possible. Oh,
3: actually that's a really
1: good point. Joe, Joe have you seen these, these, these owl ads they've been running during Hardy, Hardy matches? I haven't no. So it's a CG owl it's for an allergy medication and they've gotten to the point where The matches, you know, they do, like, tonight on SmackDown, there was a match brought to you by Geico, right? They've been doing this a lot lately. So it's brought to you by, Zizel, is it?
2: Zizel, it's X, Y, Z. Yeah. Because it's, like, it covers everything from A to Z. So it's Zizel, X, Y, Z. Somebody's been paying attention to the X. And then just, like, yeah, I I have an attentive (laughs) eye. (laughs) (laughs) And so they do
1: that, and then even the bell has rung. Uh, Jeff Hardy and Cesaro are in there starting the match. And there's even, they, they, they're they doing a read of the ad while the match is starting. I think Corey Graves yeah. was doing it, right?
2: Yeah, they actually did, they read the copy. With the owl the
1: in the corner of the ring, basically.
2: Yep, and he stays there like the little network watermark. Yeah. Down oh. in the corner, and he stays there for...
0: All joking aside, I would prefer to see that than having them actually cut to commercials. True, which they you know did, what I mean. Which they did cut anyways
2: for that match I naturalist. I don't like the on on air reading of the ad
0: though. But I would prefer that over taking a five minute break from a match it, it, and if, then coming back and missing. True. Something. True.
1: Yeah, see, I'm reversed. It's I, weird if in, in the take a I break, also take it. also when you're watching a pay-per-view and and your women's champions coming out and we're promoting Hulu.
2: Yeah, like, so, like like that's the only problem I have. It's because it seems like like yeah, that's yeah, so and so that's great. He's coming down, but have you uh, had stuff he knows lately? <laughs> Try this medicine, <laughs> and now back to the action. Yeah, uh, it, it seems weird. Eh. it seems a little weird in place. It's no me. like you know Jim Ross Skittles, let anything, alone it being a stack or two. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <Let> <laughs> <at> least, <laughs> even then they they only did that.
1: But man, like, not like during we're, a match, we're talking about last night on the wrap up. Like I feel like. Like did Zeizel have an owl mascot before the Hardy show up? They, <laughs> they did.
2: They did. They did. They did. It's but this, they were not running uh, ads on Raw.
3: This product was or, if just it wasn't for Zeisel, If it wasn't for Zizel, it was going to be for Hooters. It was just going to be some oh, wow. owl. Somebody picked
2: the, up the phone. Hooters does have sponsored WWE events recently. Have exactly. They? Yeah, <laughs> I'd say within the past twenty-four that, months, that would be I, way inappropriate. I thought it may be a, one of the
3: pay-per-views. I, I believe most dude. Hooters are still WWE blast zones to watch pay per views I
1: think they're the only blast zones left, and they all <laughs> shut down around Pittsburgh, so that gets really yeah. awkward. It was yeah. pretty big in Dubai. <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> really? Seriously, in bars <laughs> in Dubai, they were playing the WWE Network. Basically, it was like their version of Sports Center. Like yeah, at makes the bar.
1: that makes sense that oh, makes sense that's awesome okay weird aside but I, I had you know um uber driving on the side uh and uh i had a guy get in and he, he, <laughs> we actually picked him up from fast of the furious that i saw earlier in the evening um so that was fun but we we're talking about stuff and and he's from india right he's in in town consulting or something and he's a, and we started talking about wrestling he's like oh everybody loves wrestling in india right like which, you know we've heard um colleague and such right um but uh you know He's like, yeah. People when they come to America have to find like he said something about like they have to find a WWE event and that's like their big like yeah like you know I have to I have to see it in person because they see it on TV and I don't think they
0: don't they don't go to India much right there because were there I think they've only just started going it's, it's big in India mm-hmm. and Pakistan because there were Oop. sorry the uh, there were builders where we were working and they would get like an hour break. Um, and they were from India and Pakistan. And during that break, they were on their phones mm-hmm. watching, like you would hear them like singing the undertaker's music. I swear <laughs> to God, they were humming, <laughs> wait, they were humming, they were so, humming, wait, 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 wait. So he's like... and he wasn't even on the screen. This is just like, while they're working, you hear them humming. So
1: this so this visual in my head, is just a bunch of Pakistani dudes, yeah. dudes like just humming yeah. the, the undertaker theme music. Yeah.
2: Like, swear to God, really high pitched one. In <laughs> Just hitting the high notes the other ones can't hit Seriously man Just it's it's big
0: over there It's huge over there
2: I can believe that It's, it, it's almost like uh, I guess how Americans Would treat baseball Like I gotta go to different yeah. stadiums yeah. to yeah. see different yeah, yeah. games You know mm. and then
0: I was able to watch Monday Night Raw At 4 in the morning Except when golf was on okay. Golf trumped Raw for some reason <laughs> <laughs> It pissed me off It's was, amazing
1: that's it, it it's, it's, it's like like Larry spent 6 weeks in Dubai. Yeah. So you were around this a good bit, right? Yeah. So that's that's amazing. It's nice to know that there's there's something like that. Yep. I couldn't find when I was in Thailand, I couldn't find anything wrestling. Couldn't find anything wrestling, wow. barely anything video games. I, I thought I'd find something. I wanted to find something weird, Thai, WWE, yeah. or something to bring home. Any nothing? They, geez, they, they had, had a whole Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, there's, there's there was something. They was big with kickboxing and stuff like that. There was a, boxing, a toy yeah,
0: store yeah. in the mall and a huge banner with John Cena on one side and Stone Cold Steve Austin on the other. Jeez! For all their toys and action figures and stuff.
1: Well, we went down a rat hole on this one. Uh, Tina's asking in the chat room. Didn't they do live ad spots on one time or another? I think there was a RAW that uh, DJ T appeared in commercial free zone. There was a commercial free one where they just talked about uh, they they ate um, uh, cold Kentucky Fried Chicken.
4: Oh yeah, and that was probably the reason. I mean, Joe, Joe, you have to
1: remember house. that one well, right? <laughs>
4: Oh, man, I was probably jealous at the time if they were in KFC during wrestling. Yeah, God, that would be a perfect job for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How do you get that man. one right?
4: <laughs> in, lieu, in lieu of paying me, any promoters listening could just give me a few oh, would to say that. And, and munch on <laughs> the entire event, and you got me. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> at <That> Georgia Gold. <laughs> that Georgia Gold. Hey, Sorg.
3: Hey, Sorg. You know what else would be really delicious to eat during wrestling? That would be
1: slice on Broadway. Our friends supporting <laughs> Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza uh, right here in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, you know, because this is a subtle way of doing an ad in compared to wrestling. But we don't have a CGL. It has weird connotations during somebody's match. We do have a shirt that says something to that effect, though. Um, No, we had a real owl in here, so I guess we're, yeah. Yeah, That son of a bitch. That son of a bitch. Slice (laughs) on Broadway are not sons of bitches. Uh, Check them out. They're here in Beachview or Carnegie (laughs) P.C. Park over the Pittsburgh Pirates.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Roll in, hey! You guys are the not sons of bitches. Can I have a give me a not son of a bitch piece of pepperoni, please? You're The best <laughs> slice in this town.
1: Oh, thank you to our former sponsors, Slice on Broadway, <laughs> Slice on dot <Broadway. laughs> com, BTH underscore Slice on the Twitter, and let them know the Mayhem Show sent you, especially this
0: week.
2: <laughs> so. Tell them they're not sons of bitches. <laughs>
0: You're really not a son of a bitch. Yeah.
2: Sons of bitches, you are not. Oh, they're,
1: they're, they're,
3: they're, thank you so much for those guys supporting the show.
1: Um, Tina also says. Sorg
3: this, is trying to burn every bridge <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Because the night it all burns down.
2: You got a lot of work to do.
3: Sorg's big heel turn.
2: <laughs>
3: and Sorg gets pronounced Carnegie, damn it. Oh, son of a bitch. I, damn it,
0: Mike. I haven't seen a heel turn this big since James Ellsworth screwed over Dean Ambrose. <laughs> no, okay, smackdown tonight.
1: We had the like like Gow Pow gang uh, 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 staring down Charlotte. The four horsewomen. The four horsewomen <coughs> in Ellsworth had like the biggest thing to say. <laughs> it's like I just that stuck out to me for some reason. Yeah. But um
3: So wait, was was Ellsworth their J.J. Dillon?
0: He was wow <laughs> he was he was <laughs> that's excellent a, that,
1: that, that seems right, jeez, Larry, what was the third thing you wanted to talk about?
0: I don't remember <laughs> oh no, I do remember it was um jericho and other Tom Phillips segment on yes, raw yes
1: uh, a friend of the show uh uh the Drifter, um has been drifting through raw. Made two appearances last night. Mm-hmm. I'm loving this. Um I,
3: I still want him to drift onto other shows.
1: <laughs> Wait, I where were we, we, that to happen? What were we talking about? Like the idea of him drifting on other WWE shows or other USA network shows.
3: Yes. <laughs> to
0: all of it. <laughs> Chris knows best. Yes.
3: Just all of it. I want him to be like at the at outside the restaurant that Chrisly's going to. <laughs> I, I, I
0: He's gonna be playing I, in the I mariachi want, like, band when they're
3: playing Fast Five for the 18th time. I just want like the little crawl of the Drifter playing like "Move, bitch, get out of the way" on his acoustic guitar or something like that. Like,
0: but it it, it was, needs to happen. The backstage vignettes have been getting better. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: so across the board.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and not th- just
1: because they have their own music with the Drifter now
2: it's the slow burn
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. to introduce him. well uh, before we so move on I to said. the segments uh, uh Joe you know, obviously you know uh uh Samson the former Logan Schulter somebody you saw come up I, I know uh he's featured on some of your prime wrestling stuff as well uh you know, how is it to see him uh, uh, on that main stage I mean you although you know so many on the main stage these days
4: yeah yeah there's a lot of them but um not many of them that I had a chance to watch grow from literally match one, like Elias Samson. Or setting uh, up the ring. Yeah, yeah. From from ring crew to security staff to opening match to, to IWC champion to NXT to WWE. Um, incredibly proud of him. Um, very dedicated uh, talent. Always had always had something special, always had a bit of a magnetism about him where he was understated verbally, but he had that presence about him where you knew that he had a chance to grow into something special. Mm -hmm. And the fact he's been able to not just survive, but thrive as NXT has grown into the monster that it has is a testament to him. And uh, just seeing in his little bit of cameos he's had on television so far that comfort level and that that embracing of that persona which um you know is obviously much different from the heavy metal k zeus that you and i knew back in the day he's he's a lot more chill a lot more relaxed and uh you know, he's he's uh totally, I don't know if he's 180, but he's totally adapted to the role. And there's so much more depth there now. And um, I think the sky's the limit, man. He's got the size. He's got the look. He's got personality. And he's mm-hmm. he's a homegrown creation. So um, this is only, as, as much as he's been through so far, this is the the real chapter one of, of what Elias Sampson is going to do.
1: What would you say? Because I, even like you know, the heavy metal Jesus thing, but but like this is it feels more in tune with what his personality was too.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, heavy metal I would think of as a screamer. I would think of as very loud and in your face with the wild hair and the wild lifestyle of girls and excess and alcohol. Logan Shula wasn't ever really that. Um, he had the musical background, but if you speak to him, he was he was always um, more reserved, more respectful, and uh, I think this allows him to to be not himself, but closer to where he's more natural. And I think the old adage of you know you take yourself and you turn the volume up to eleven is uh, um, pretty apropos here. I don't think Logan Shulow as a character. Ever was truly fleshed out to the potential it could have been, but I think Elias Sampson uh, absolutely has a much better shot of doing that.
1: Absolutely, and, and he wasn't somebody you know. Again, he wasn't somebody that was you know NXT champion or anything like that. But he was a great character, and holy crap, he got a reaction from the fans. And I think, and I'm glad to see he's on Raw because I think a big part of that was the um, was the the story that Corey Graves would tell about him, right, in reaction. And uh, disgust and and cool Pittsburgh references that that we would we would enjoy, right? Because um, like he re- he really kind of sets him up well. I think
0: he helps sell the character. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, if, yeah. If, if anybody does, you know, it's, he's not, he's not an Enzo and Cass, right? No. Coming up, he's not a Shinsuke Nakamura coming up where everybody's like, oh god, he's here, right? Except for maybe us. Um, but but when he shows up and Graves is like, what the hell is he doing here? And like. You know yeah. that that sets the vibe for, him. and I, and I think that's going to set him up really well. And we'll we'll see when he actually gets in there wh- what they do with him. You know, um I think I think I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see that. So um rolling around, you're talking about the feel of the show last night, and and. Uh, the backstage promos and things like yeah. that, right? Does yeah. um, did and, and I know Mike. We talked about this on the wrap up last night, but but I contend that like a lot of the things that we liked about SmackDown are now bleeding over into Raw and made Raw like this is the third week in a row that it's yeah. been a really yeah. good Raw. I think in a lot of our opinions,
0: yeah. I, I don't I don't think um, I, I I think that SmackDown has seriously been a guinea pig for the last six months. You know, and there's, they noticed that what they were doing over there was working. So they're, I don't think, I don't I, I think they're just kind of taking that format and pushing it on to Raw also, mm-hmm. you know, slowly. But it, it's working. The Everything's been better so far. And mm-hmm. When was the last time you had three good Raws in a row? Really? No, I mean, seriously. Right, right. You know, right. I can't remember within the last year.
1: Although if they are going to, it is going to happen. It's usually this time of year where it
2: does happen. That's true. So, but that's true. can
3: can you really count the raw after WrestleMania though? I think so.
2: I don't, I, I mean, you can count it if the shows after the raw after WrestleMania continue to be good.
1: I think it was genius to roll right into the superstar shakeup. Yeah. Cuz I like I the, the vibe of of like this is the new season, like you know, I, yeah. I that's when it needs to be. And the draft used to be around then too, within not it? yeah sometimes sometimes they would have it yeah. kind of whenever, but um it, we, we were we were talking during Smackdown, I love to see they do the shake up this time of year. What if they still do a draft back
0: you know they
3: when they did no, the draft, they draft. Can't. summerslam they can't
0: no I, th- I think they only, can that
3: would only be in a couple of months
0: it keeps thing it's it's six months from now, and it keeps things fresh, you know, yeah, 'cause you i mean they've shown that you can't they can't carry. The same, like, keep repeating the same storylines because mm-hmm. it things were starting to get dry leading up to WrestleMania, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do with the same characters on the same and show. so much of WrestleMania so why should not? be through the pot.
1: So much of WrestleMania should be the end of the story. Well, the internet broke, and uh, we <laughs> fixed it up, and that's us doing the hard break in the middle of the match. In the meantime, uh, Chad hit Larry with a steel chair. And Missy, uh, super kicked the dog. Uh, but you're not going to see that now because, because it crashed. So, uh, sorry guys. Sorry guys. We'll be right back after this message with the big question. Uh, be sure to check out our friends indiewrestling.us and click that link for the fight TV app, uh, where, uh, you can check out the, uh, water, World weight wrestling pay per view coming up here. We'll be right back.
0: Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production and more. Find out more at SidekickMediaServices.com.
1: Hey guys, it is the Wrestling Mayhem Show. The crew is hanging here. Producer Missy. Lovely Producer Missy! Yay!
0: Scripted. As well as Chad the Chad, Larry,
1: Mad Mike, and the profound Joe Dombrowski joining us. Bringing some class to the show. Thank you, sir. Check out his uh, water waterweight wrestling tournament coming up. On the Fight TV app, iPay-Per-View, as well as uh, Premier Championship Wrestling in Cleveland. Sorry, I'm having a confusion. over. I don't think this cord's plugged in. This thing's going to die. Um, John Cohn was MVP of that ending last night. That is a good setup for this. Uh, last night, we are talking about off-air uh, for gold, actually, about Braun Strowman and how amazing he is um and how how ring breaky he is um and and so you know last night we got to see that 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 collapse of the ring john cone going over the side they had a video with him online about him getting attended to um i don't know i was just they were coming off and next thing i knew i was on the floor (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) he puts his hand on the (laughs) rope like i'm just gonna take a breather here and then the rope just loses slack. <laughs> he he tumbles outside the ring. Uh, Joe, Joe,
1: did that? Joe, did you? I know you didn't watch like much of RAW. Did you see the ring collapse last night? And did it remind you of when Rhino toppled over the match at uh, at, at Resolution the one time?
4: Oh man, that was such a brutal day for me. <laughs> um,
1: I thought you were done we after that.
4: I always get flashbacks of that whenever I see a malfunctioning uh, a malfeasance of any kind of a ring. Um, the thing that got me about Rhino and Jason Bain at Resolution 5 was Rhino, with just being a big old steaming locomotive and nothing else, snapped a part of the ring that was, there was, wasn't even anything wrong with it. And that was an old <laughs> ring. There were some issues with it, but there was a metallic part of it, or a connector, or a cross cable, or something, that completely snapped when he hit the ropes. The ring post popped out, and the and the ring very legitimately collapsed, and we very legitimately had a fifty five minute intermission to fix it, which just added to my problems that day. Also, but,
1: uh, also on iPay yeah. per view too.
4: That was not, that was completely live, and we had to uh, work with that. That was also the day we had a uh, power outage right mm-hmm. before we went on. That. that was a pain. Um, but yeah, I mean, any time a ring breaks on WWE, though, it can't compare to the sheer terror and panic I felt trying to figure out how to fix this damn ring while we're live and not completely lose the crowd on all facets. But, uh, hey, everybody's talking about last night, so it seems like they got what they wanted out of it. Um, To me, nothing's going to replace Big Show and Brock as the perpetrators of that particular spot. Um, This is the third time they've done it on a grand scale, but uh, people are talking, so it's worked.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, I, have, I I I kind of think that once you make this a possibility in your video game by just storing up a special, it kind <laughs> of it kind of loses its luster a little bit. Because like you can just do this in the video game with anyone. Like as long as they're a super heavyweight, you you can just do that to end every match. So I mean, it kind of. Kinda of loses its appeal a little bit. Especially when they're when they take forever to set it up.
1: hmm Uh and a good point, uh, Brandon in the chat room saying Big Show is was heavier the last two times they did this, by the way. And if you're on the video feed, I did just show the uh the Rhino rig break for those interested in seeing how that goes. Uh both both Joe and I are, are direct ringside, uh when that when that went down. Um was it oh, no nope. Okay. There's somewhere I was going to go from there. Uh, so, anyways, from that, big question, which Chad Chad came up with. Uh, wait, did not oh, you? I, I it, was you wait, it, it was me. It was man, was, Mike. Okay, got, man, I Mike. Trying to give some credit to Chad here. Um, what was the most memorable
2: uh, raw ending for you? Can I buzz in?
1: And you, you buzz, yeah. in,
3: buzz yeah. in.
2: Buzz in. I got the first. Um, Vince's limo blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> because of the Wait, she- the first be-
3: time, or
2: <laughs> that they, it's the sheer lunacy that that at the time I was like, did they just blow up Vince McMahon? <laughs> <laughs> like I, as as a as a wrestling fan, that storyline was interesting. And then, of course, uh, the Chris Benoit situation happened, and Vince had to come back on air and. They just kind of never got to go wherever they were gonna go with that, yeah, but to uh to have that type of seamless cut and have that blow up like that and just end like I thought that was everlasting moving magic, yeah, yeah, well done,
1: what about you, Larry? You got one
0: um just off the top of my head, Austin coming and cleaning house during invasion. From a bar, you know, when he was playing nice guy Austin and not hurting anybody, yeah. And then he just like pulls into the parking lot with a pool cue, <laughs> and then just cleans out the entire locker <laughs> oh, wow, room. I forgot about that. That 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 that's just what came to the top of my head. I don't know if I have a better one if mm-hmm. I actually think about it, but yeah, that was it.
1: Oh, There's a good one in here, but but I, I I think I want to take it from Tina because uh, <laughs> that 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 was a good one and one of my favorites is uh, the Nexus takeover.
3: That was a really good one. When too. they destroyed
1: the ring, when Daniel Bryan choked, it was it Justin Roberts and yeah. got suspended for a month? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that man, really that, that Daniel Bryan's never going to have a chance now. What a um, then we got to see the ring up part. Yeah, yeah. There you know, <laughs> I mean, <air> in the <laughs> canvas. And... Right. It was so like it felt. You know, it, it felt yeah. off script. It felt a surprise It's the kind of thing that what's <laughs> Mike's losing
3: it over oh, there. This, he just broke me. <laughs> um, I just got a preview. I just got a pre- preview with the graphic for this week's show. Was.
1: Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit.
2: Oh, man. So, so Mike, okay. what was your uh, raw moment?
3: Uh, mine, well, Tina mentioned it in the chat, but mine is Milko Mania running wild. That's a good Current one. Current angle coming out of the damn milk truck.
0: That's like, a good one.
3: Yeah, like... Uh, The best raw endings to me have that go-home line. And I'll never forget. JR said, the billion-dollar princess has just become a Dairy Queen. Can't top that. It's topical. It's a pun. It's slight promotion. Like, it's unbeatable. (laughs) Were
1: they a sponsor at the time? I'm curious. Uh,
3: Probably. I assume... How many times did you see Dairy Queen commercials during Raw? I don't know. Was, no it's all the time. Was
2: CM Punk's Pipe Bomb a last last segment of Raw? Yeah, it was.
1: That, it was, was, yes, it that was. was really yeah, good. It's, it's being called out by uh, Matt Collins in there. Uh, Brandon's calling out uh, CM Punk stealing the title, but it never coming back. But I think that was uh, money in the bank. That
3: was at the pay per
2: view. That was that, at the yes, pay per view in Chicago. So, which, if we were talking pay per views, is a good ending. <laughs> That's a good one.
1: Yes. Uh, but Joe, yeah,
3: I'm, when he blows a kiss to Vince McMahon. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Joe, how about you?
4: Man, I think so many of the best endings uh, came from the late '90s, and talk about the the go home lines, Jim Ross. Uh, Brought a lot of those things home. Um, a lot of times I'll just remember JR screaming, you know, what's wrong with you or something like that, not even really uh, uh, remember what's going on. But, but JR's voice is still in my mind. But mm-hmm. the one that really sticks out, uh, what, JR wasn't even there for that one, it was Michael Cole, but it was uh, Mick Foley winning the world title for the first time. Mm-hmm. And Stone Cold Steve Austin with the chair and uh, uh put Mick on top and the celebration and just that feel good moment and I don't know man, you gotta look really, really hard to find a louder crowd reaction than for Stone Cold's run in and for uh for Mick's title win. And um I'll throw in a dark horse as well. Um I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure of mine or not, but I absolutely love the episode of Monday Night Raw with Brian Pillman and the gun. Oh, Um, the gun, yeah. The the fact that story built up uh, uh, throughout the show, and I remember uh, uh, our friend Kevin Kelly trying to explain what was happening uh, on a remote from the house, uh, uh, not saying gunshots, No one was hurt by any of the explosions. He saw the gun and he left. And Lawler had lost all of his coot at that point. Has anybody been shot? He just didn't give a crap anymore. Um, And Kevin's explaining, he saw the gun, he let. oh my God, he's back. And Austin rushes in and uh, Pillman's waving the gun in his face. Pillman drops an F-bomb, uncensored, on live television uh, that USA gets pissed about. Um, that is oftentimes overlooked in that confusion, but just, just the chaos of that and how much I loved the Pillman and the early Austin characters. Uh, that whole episode is always going to be one of my favorite episodes, by the way, Sorg, did you get to say hello to Brian Pillman's son up in Meadville?
1: I, I saw him and I was like, what the heck's that guy about? And then I found out later. <laughs> so, uh, was that really him? There was also speculation that it might not be him.
4: Who else? <laughs> I don't know. I
1: yeah. I, <laughs> hey, you're the one that has that thing with that one heart guy. So uh, that's that's what was. Uh, I don't have a thing with anybody. I
4: just, <laughs> didn't I,
3: someone I, get I, thrown I, into a kiddie pool during that segment too?
4: The gun segment, I believe. Yeah, that was, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. There was a kiddie pool and there was a children's tricycle. Yes, yes. I <laughs> remember
3: there, there was like a whole bunch of toys on the front lawn just being used as props.
0: Uh,
4: from Maybe the, they belong to Brian Pillman Jr. You hey, can ask there them you go.
0: That. There you go. Maybe that was his. Austin one. brought it with him. You think, yeah. <laughs> he carries a tricycle <laughs> around with him everywhere. Because why not? Because yeah, why not?
1: Uh, uh, Matt Carlin says he recently watched the first Austin-Vince match on Raw. Quotes... Uh, is it, it is all, all-time great J.R. and King. Uh, oh, yeah, that's
3: uh, Corporate Mankind. Oh, wow. Uh, that, or, t- no, 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 that was Dude Love, when Dude Love turned to heel.
4: Right, right. And that was one of those Jr. moments where J.R. is screaming off the, uh, the, the top of his lungs, what's wrong with you, stop this, what are mm-hmm. you doing? And uh, yeah. it just it goes off with the crowd in a hush, and J.R. just screaming bloody murder, and that, that tone and that emotion. Just mm-hmm. just meant so much. So was was Vince Jay... announcing
3: Eric Bischoff a like, go home?
4: No, like,
3: no, that, that was the intro, right?
4: Yeah, that was uh, crossover segment between the hours. Okay, okay. When when Jr. Oh yelling, right, because because it was
3: because Bo- Booker T saw who it was and it was like, tell me I didn't just what, see what's that? Right? that Chad?
2: Okay. When Jr. Is yelling at people and calling him you you son you
0: son of a bitch. Anytime he was working yeah. with Raymond.
2: Yeah, uh, when he's like, like Joe it's was it's mentioning, okay. when he's when he's yelling at them about calling out their characters, like, you know, you used to be an upstanding guy. You son of a bitch. Why are you doing this? <laughs> that, I mean, that does stick in your head. That's, yeah. That's those, all those scripted
1: are good now.
3: memories. Those are good <laughs> memories. What
2: the
1: hell? Man, right before Austin's music hit, JR yells, I just bought a house. What?
3: <laughs> well, no, because he thought Austin was going to get everyone fired. Oh, okay. Vince.
1: Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, Tina is also saying the dark wedding, the one between Kane and Lita. I believe we're talking about there. Oh, no,
3: that was Taker and Steph. Was that the dark? That wedding? was Taker, That was Taker and Steph, where Austin came in and uh, saved Stephanie McMahon despite um, his better interests. Like mm-hmm. he was doing it. He was doing it for Stephanie, even, and not doing it for Vince.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, that, uh, that was really, really good. Yeah, that was that was the
3: whole um, higher power thing.
2: Yep, yep. Uh, also, tr- uh, yep. an honorable mention that helped launch this show: live <laughs> sex celebration,
3: live sex celebration. Yep,
2: yep. That was the the you can Wait, that catch a our reactions though, right? on episode one of Wrestling Mayhem show. That, that was that was a good yeah. home, wasn't it?
3: No, yeah. I thought the end of that show was Edge versus Ric Flair.
2: No, no that, that, that was the, end of the that sh-
0: was the ending.
2: Yeah, that was the end. Edge yeah. was barely clothed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, I don't think he I wrestled guess.
0: after that. <laughs> well,
2: see. hey. I interrupted the, the segment.
0: Unless crazy Ric Flair ran out there to join in. They just I, think that that was a, I think that break. was a go-home.
3: I'm
0: pretty sure it was. I feel like it was. Feel like it was. Okay. Well, I mean, that is it on? Ledger's you were.
3: only champion for three weeks at, during that run. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: but it was a wonderful three weeks. You can uh, go back
2: and get our thoughts on episode one of Wrestling yes. Mayhem. Show. Yep, go back <laughs> in the archive. Wrestling Mayhem, show classic. Sixty what? Six episodes. ago what, what
1: are we at? I don't even know anymore. Um. Uh, so so it on works. that note, jeez. <laughs> we were going to talk to Joe about something. yeah uh, <laughs> Uh, so Joe a
4: segue and a half.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I, I what, what do I do with that? What do I do with that? Um, so Joe, you got a, uh, of course, uh, the waterweight wrestling tournament here coming up. Um, but, uh, in, 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 it's, it's again something, you know, you don't see people that late in WWE for the most part, right?
4: For the most part. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a couple in the cruiserweight division, but, but by and large, um, you know, the business is always going to be cosmetic and people want size and people want larger than life. And even though the the average size in wrestling has skewed um, smaller than it ever has been before, I think mm-hmm. there's still some sort of stigmatization there where, all right, you're not going to have a 170-pound guy be able to stand next to a 230-pound guy and have it be the most believable thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but But there are... Absolutely absolutely um, a myriad of talents out there, just just developing, still coming up, still in their 20s, that are going to grow into themselves. They're still going to wind up uh, uh, getting bigger and filling out more. But right now, they absolutely still have something to offer. Just because mm-hmm. they're not global TV ready doesn't mean they can't go and doesn't mean they can't entertain the hell out of you. And I think that's a niche and that is a platform that has been shockingly completely overlooked by the independents. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no home specifically for those type of athletes, even though so many independents um, showcase a cruiserweight type style. There's no place that, that builds around. Well, let's not just do one wrestling style. Let's do a body type or let's do a, uh, 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 you know a style of of performer but not necessarily a style of performance Mm -hmm. let's give you something that 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 hammers a niche hard but still can give you variety and difference throughout the night and i think that's the goal with with this welterweight wrestling it's let's let's hit that niche button hard but let's make sure that no matter what kind of fan you are there's something in here that you can enjoy
1: and of course, you know some of that. You know, people think about the two hundred five live, and, and we're going to have even a women's wrestling tournament on WWE Network here. Uh, I think in the summer they're, they they've announced, right? Yeah. Um, we and obviously Larry is a big fan as he watches during the show and informs us on two hundred five live. Let sure. me know what I'm going to see later 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 tonight. Um, and we we were talking about a little bit off air, like you know Callisto being in a weird. It seems like he's always in the wrong place. He's in limbo. He's in the weird 205 Live, um, you know, uh, tossed in a dumpster last night uh, mode uh, for some reason. Um, This is something that, you know, it seems that, uh, you know, the 205 Live guys have flourished, where I don't think, you know, on, on a Raw or something by themselves intermingled everybody. They just would have been the fodder, right? Yeah. Uh, in the long run, you know, you know, how important is that for for people in these, you know, size types and everything that have those kind of platforms um, to to flourish where maybe they wouldn't on a you know heavyweight, you know, up against a Braun Strowman or something on the main shows?
4: Well, I mean, that's the problem. I think that's that's something that uh, the easiest way to bury a cruiserweight division or bury a, a light heavyweight division or anything like that is to put them against the heavyweights. Uh, you want to keep them mutually exclusive. Uh, you don't want to see them get beat up constantly week after week. Um, and the thing is, is my problem with the Cruiserweight division is that it is conditioning the audience that these talents are less than or they're different than. And um, they're not going to be given an ample platform to get themselves over under the WWE umbrella. They've never known how to do a cruiserweight division or a light heavyweight division. They tried it when WCW was flourishing with it. They tried it up into the Shane Helms era and Billy Kidman and, and Chavo Guerrero. And it was always a low middle card filler and it still is the low middle card filler. Um, Austin Aries is over. Jack Gallagher is over. Um, Rich Swan, TJ to an extent. But there's, there's so many guys that just haven't given a chance to explain who and what they are. Mm-hmm. And you put that against a Raw segment or against a SmackDown crowd after a live SmackDown and the indifference – is very noticeable and that hurts things. Um If they had their own platform, be it at a full sale, be it at an ECW arena type environment um, where they could feed off of that energy, I think that would go a lot further because there's, there's nothing wrong with the talent. They mm-hmm. have amazing talent, but I don't think the presentation is as good as it can be and I think the concept is antiquated because I don't see a need for a Cruiserweight weight class in 2017. I would have taken the U.S. title when it was on Kalisto, before he went on commentary and they lost faith in him. I would have taken Kalisto, I'd have taken Neville, I'd have taken whoever else I wanted to take and just build the U.S. title as the WWE's version of an X division. Let's not have a weight limit. Let's not have restrictions and parameters let's let these guys go out and do what they do and let's just build that style around that championship um that to me is the use of a cruiserweight in 2017 where contrast that with what i'm trying to do with a welterweight these are the guys that wouldn't get a chance to get to that point to begin with. So let's give them a chance on an even keel playing field. No heavyweights on the show. Mm -hmm. No heavyweights to be seen. This is all their time to shine and their time to make the most of their opportunity.
3: Mm -hmm. Do Do you think if maybe the cruiserweights were moved to SmackDown instead of being on Raw, that the SmackDown audience might get a little bit more exposure to who they are, like maybe have the one sampler match on SmackDown as opposed to on Raw. And that way they can be like, oh, we just saw this guy earlier. Like, and they can kind of get into it instead. Of-
4: I, I don't think the audiences are altogether different between Raw and SmackDown. Um, I think they're, there's always going to be healthy crossover. There's always going to be healthy uh, talent that uh, or healthy uh, amount of fans who are just there because wrestling's in town and they really aren't, that familiar with specific talent. What it comes down to is after I've seen Randy Orton and Ray Wyatt and John Cena and all of the heavy hitters and emotionally I've been brought up to, you know, hopefully brought up to a ten or eleven on the scale, um anything after that's gonna be a drop down anything after that high point of SmackDown is going to feel like an emotional letdown. You have mm-hmm. nearly impossible elements to follow, and you're providing something that is a niche product that is inherently not going to be what, you know, the uh, uh, single mom with three kids or whatever may be there to see. They're there to see their superheroes, not necessarily see... um the, like, the Tozawa. <laughs> yeah, because because yeah. again, what's Akira Tozawa doing that AJ Styles and Seth Rollins can't do? And that's not a knock on Akira Tozawa, but I would love to see Akira Tozawa work with AJ and work with Seth Rollins. And then I think uh, people care a lot more about Akira Tozawa, but I think they've been conditioned for so long that this is the C show or this is the C division that it's only going to get so big and i think if guys like aries continue to be hot they'll be plucked from the division and placed onto the main shows just like the x division guys and impact were plucked from that division and put on top of the cards
0: well i think if if nothing else the 205 is like giving you a reason to watch the matches on raw more you know like instead of them being just filler matches with no storyline whatsoever yeah. it's, it's it's giving you a little bit more
1: but but I think I think the thing missing is when now on Raw it feels like, you know, the the Cruiserweights aren't having the better matches on Raw. They're having the better matches on their own 205 Live show, right?
0: Right, but it's it's progressing the storyline a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? As but, opposed to just throwing them in there. But
1: is that enough? Are they doing enough on Raw to make you want to watch that 205 Live show? Now, I think those are into that are into 205 Live and and, and some of us saw in person when they were here in Pittsburgh. Um I felt like the crowd was Fairly into it, I think some of the matches they've had in the recent weeks have been really killer. Yeah, I mean the kids love doing the Tazawa scream. You know, uh, y- y-
0: they love dancing s- to Rich Swan. Yeah,
1: I mean the, the characters. Still there. The characters are popping up. But yeah, I, I thought I would see a mass exodus.
2: There was a lot of people at the Pittsburgh show. There was a lot of people that stuck leave.
1: around. Oh, they did leave.
2: They did leave. But, sort. But I mean, there still, was a bit that stayed, but I mean. From the it's Smackdown also a Tuesday night,
0: ten p.m. So yeah,
2: it's tough. It's yeah. tough. That's why what we were
3: what, like, "What was the advertised dark match?" Uh,
0: Ambrose and Corbin.
3: Yeah. Uh Okay. Okay. So that's yeah. not they never did. Turn draw they, for a lot of people to stay.
2: <laughs> also live. They never really did a good job telling people in the arena that two o five live was going to be happening.
0: No, they just said it like the last minute.
2: They were just yeah. like, "Hey, two o five live is coming up." They never like said, "Hey, stick around. Hey, we got more wrestling for you. Hey, we got this. We got."
3: But
0: they did do the if pyro. If you went
2: there and did not I'm know s- about Two O Five Live, you would have left.
0: That's true. I, the most you would get I'm is
3: surprised. Most I'm surprised you- like during during the commercial breaks, why aren't they showing like highlight reels from Two O Five Live? Yeah. to get people amped for it. That makes the most sense to me.
1: Some some character like like like, like, like some character packages like who is who like is a character packages. Is- like- yeah. yeah,
3: character packages like matches like match highlights stuff like that. Like that makes the most sense to me instead of showing the same oh, we've had this many celebrities at WrestleMania package over That's, and over again. And maybe even
2: slight package, like hey, over the past weeks, this is what's been happening on 205 Live. Mm-hmm. You know, just like a sizzle reel, and saying, "Right, hey, right." This is when it's on. The, 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 there are
1: this. there are previews during SmackDown, and maybe they're thinking that's enough. But I, I think in the the key people there and into it. But those that are that are there are into it, and and I think it's yeah. a fair number. Um, some some points from the chat room here. Tina's out there saying it depends on who kids can identify with in their characters. Her son liked uh, TJP just due to the character, you know, the, the character you know play with the video games, right? Um. It makes sense again. Akira, I think, is is getting over with the kids too. Uh, Gallagher is an interesting, colorful character, right? Uh, but then he had a killer match, you know, last week on on uh, on two hundred five live. So, yeah, I think I think they're doing the right things, and they're doing better than I thought would in the in the atmosphere they would be they would be, be doing right. Yeah. Um, I mean, they really just need to keep delivering on just killer shows the way that they have.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's never gonna be, it's never gonna be a SmackDown. It's never gonna be a Raw, and I don't think it's ever meant to be. And I honestly, I don't see it discrediting the wrestlers. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if that's the direction they're going with, where weight and size actually matters in the wrestling matches now, where it didn't necessarily before, yeah. then I mean it it adds credibility to it so no more
1: giant killer ray mysterio yeah
0: ray mysterio is not going to beat the big show yeah
1: yeah i like it well meanwhile hey uh speaking of uh no i have no transition Uh, (laughs) i'm not going to try because they're all demeaning tonight by accident so we're just not going to go there and I'm not going to do it for this no, one. So you're just going to blatantly I'm disrespect gonna, transitions like, well, like that, yeah, huh? Yeah, you know. What do you have well, transitions, yes. sorry? Jeez. Not saying anything. Um, no, I wanted to give a shout-out because, uh, um, of course, I don't know if we talked on the show last week what happened with DJZ in Mexico. Um, you know, he burp, burp, burp,
2: was... <laughs> we did. And we-
1: I think we might have. Uh, yeah, but uh, just an update, he's up walking around. Uh, if you want to kind of an update on what's going on, uh his Facebook page, his personal Facebook page um has been uh, uh he's been some updates, he's been up walking around uh and and spending some good quality time in Mexico City apparently. And there's I got to share this. He 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 came across a light tube cage. <laughs>
2: That is, oh <laughs> Battle Royal God. match
1: on the streets. <laughs> uh, uh, you're watching an intergenerational Light Tube Steel Cage match in the streets in front of a handful of people on a Saturday afternoon, only in Mexico. Hashtag,
3: hashtag, hashtag feminism. yeah there
0: you go i think he's kicking himself for not being in that match
1: (laughs) i don't i don't think he's missing the light tubes at all um but also if you want to really catch up on what's going on over there like share subscribe uh to his um his youtube channel and um djz uh fake fights and miss flights episode six which uh does detail and kind of recap exactly what happened um with the incident in Mexico City, and I didn't realize this. I think we, might, I don't know if I, I think I discovered this afterwards, Mike. That we did the show last week. um This, the show that he was on was actually a TNA kind of cross band show that they're doing down there with um the appropriately named the Crash uh Show uh down there. So yeah, um yeah. no, it, it looked like they were kind of doing an interesting thing down there. uh It's what was it? um It was a com- were, they,
3: were they giving back the Crash Tag Titles? Actually, no. Sold? This
1: first one is really interesting. Because it's uh, Lucha Libra Last, which was a com- comedy Lucha Libra show that they did in a theater down there. And there's his pants the getting pulled down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was like a weird crossover kind of thing. And then, they, of course, there's, there's footage and everything from the Crash show. Uh, where, that's Can I review
3: single. that instead of Impact? Yeah, maybe you'd do a little better
1: with that. A lot of Lucha uh, Lucha fun going on there. The,
2: the Crash thing is very similar to like um, New Japan and
1: there's some uh, there's Noah, some D, right i think ddt was involved in this it was ddt it was uh it was uh, you know Me- mexican and um i mean probably Conan. TNA.
3: i'm sure i'm sure conan's involved in that i
1: think i, I think Conan is involved yeah. in that so it, it was yeah, it's an it was interesting one of those
3: thing.
2: like tna cross yeah. things that like Noah likes to do and new mm-hmm. japan likes to do yeah.
1: telling how uh, uh, CMLL did Fantasca mania in New Japan and, and right, stuff right. like that right yeah yeah so um no so so check that out check out his youtube channel um he's doing a great job there with his uh, uh you know personal blog and everything like that so uh and he's um, recovering and he's recovering and he's doing great sure. uh, there was like an 80% chance of him being able to make it uh or he would have been rolling with a clostopy bag you know, basically, the rest yeah. of his life. Well, tell him not so, to drink the water. Don't. I think he knows about the water. <laughs> that, could really, that could be really. He's bad kind of. He's kind of been there a few times, so I think he's he's, he's got that. <laughs> he's seasoned. He, he's seasoned to <laughs> yeah. the Mexico City, <laughs> or maybe he's just like over the water at this point, right? Um, I think the water's the worst of his problems at this at this moment. So, um, we had oh, there was a picture of his scar. Um he also put a t shirt. You want to support him, um, because he's not gonna be wrestling for a little bit. Uh, he's got a t shirt, uh, uh uh Chick Stick Scars, TJZ So um on his uh Pro Wrestling tees uh page. So give him a support there. Hey, uh there were some more answers to the big question I wanted to get out there before we get to uh the go home here. Um do do where to go? Yes, money crushing Vince as a raw Ender.
3: Yeah, yeah. I didn't remember what this one was. Uh we'll put pull, pull a link to it. Yeah, the million dollar. Yeah, the million dollar $1, night $1, $1, million. where the stage the, collapsed. Uh, yeah. the stage
1: collapsed on them I can't even remember why they did that. I don't remember. That. How, how
3: many weeks in a row did we have Vince almost getting killed? That's true too. Yeah, that's
1: true too. Then um, there was another one from Twitter. Uh, Dave, uh, prof yeah, prof pod on Twitter. Uh, he says CM Punk returns uh, after Cena wins the vacated title from Ray Mysterio. Oh, yeah. Closing that loop there. So,
3: awesome, And they had yeah. the two WWE titles.
1: Oh, and we got another ending from Brandon. They're still rolling in. Uh, Triple H got left laying by the good guy because Wait, what? <laughs> Evolution
3: was off that night.
1: Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Alright, guys. What did you learn from wrestling this week? Mm. Anyway. No educational moments
3: from this week. I I learned, you don't want to become Bron's pet.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Callisto.
3: You, 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 you just don't want it to happen. If Bron starts grabbing you by the by the head, um, I'm pretty sure the best bet is to lie perfectly still, and he'll think you're a throw rug. Is it like
1: a bear? Like, did you just yeah. like curl up in a ball if you see him coming?
3: No, no, no. You can't curl up in a ball because then they'll bat you around. You just have to lie perfectly still. Don't move.
0: hope they're not hungry. hope they're not hungry. hope they're not hungry.
1: Larry, what would you learn from wrestling this week? Oh, jeez. Um, I don't know.
0: It was a good show. I I, I don't know. This was, show or Raw or what? Oh, Raw. I mean, Smack, okay. SmackDown was... Oh, was so good, you're saying our show wasn't a good show, Larry? I see how it is. That's fine. Sorg was a real downer Sorg was I mean, implying that. <laughs> <laughs> he's been a real tyrant behind the scenes, man. <laughs> I learned that
2: sword can be very demeaning. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you if you if you guys out there could hear what he's saying to us in these headsets, man. Yeah, it's like Vincent Kennedy oh Man. are at me.
3: There's one microphone. We're, we're it's... all we're all gonna quit like Morrow did, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, so just oh. Bullying everyone. Oh. Tomorrow, wait till you tell-all novel oh, about He's, he's
1: very quit.
0: Did, he uh, quit.
1: Yeah, and he's pulling pot shots at WWE on MMA commentary. Apparently, really, yeah, because he's allowed to yeah. say pro wrestler now. Um, so there's <laughs> that. I didn't know he quit. Yeah, he quit, well, quit. yeah, he's he's been gone. Oh yeah, he he's
3: yeah, gone. Yeah, he's gone. yeah. He's gone.
1: um, but yeah, that's been a whole other thing. Um, Chad, that's too bad.
2: I I, I learned that Ron Stroman has a bright 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 holy bright crap. bright future holy
1: crap how many um, how many he's
2: he's consistently gotten better and better as the weeks go by um he's he's got it in the ring he he's he's he did a kick a kip up Yeah, you know? he he's, he was chain wrestling with the big show in in the main event, what is um, this
3: world? What is this world? I like his, and he better his, beat Roman Reigns at Payback.
2: I I like his his demeanor of like um, I can throw people in stretchers off of loading docks, uh, I can throw people in the trash. Uh, just, I can flip ambulances. Yeah, I can flip <laughs> ambulances. Uh, I can beat up anybody I want at any time I want. I'm wondering if All he's. Right, gonna... I just. I. I really like the direction he's going, and I. I really think, um, when it comes down to it, like him and Brock are really gonna have a have a decent rivalry if he does does do a thing with a program with Brock. I like the idea of Brock and Braun.
0: I think it's fascinating that people are booing Roman so much for getting such a fast push. You know, for you know what I mean, like skipping the IC title and all that stuff, and they're booing the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And then here comes Braun, six months in the business, and they're pushing him way, well, way it, hard. It is that likely.
1: argument? If Roman got the push when Batista got the push that one time, yeah, I think yeah. it'd be a different story. But it was like it well,
3: was it was too long, and you, well, you also have to remember with Roman, like. They were I think they were on the right path to doing something correct with Roman, mm-hmm. but then he got injured for six months. Mm-hmm. He got, got injured, and then they tried to pick him back right where they left him, and that was the huge mistake, yeah, that was the mistake that's where everyone started to turn on him, like so just the momentum yeah it it wasn't like they eased him back in like mm-hmm. like Roman reigns you kind of have to have some some storyline lubrication to have to have that work better we got to
1: find out a different way to put that
3: yeah i know i was trying uh, to it has to be eased in
4: basically
1: joe dobrowski what did you learn this week
4: oh man well from from what little i saw um i relearned that i always enjoy a good fit finley cameo on monday night raw <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely that's always great to see and steal in the segment whether he wants to or not by shouting out if Goldie is okay. Um, I, uh, from my personal endeavors, I learned that you shouldn't piss off J-Rock because if you go to my Facebook, I get chewed up and cursed out in front of a large group of people, and that video's been posted. And uh, uh, also learned of the tragedy that we learned today of Rosie, Matt Anawahi. So I want to give a shout out to him and the Smoan family and uh, wish them the best. Uh, Matt, of course, uh, Roman Reigns' brother, uh, Sika's other son, and uh, had some very entertaining times with Three Minute Warning and with the Hurricane and uh, had a good run for what it was. And, you know, just wish, uh, wish you could have hung around a little bit longer, both in the ring and on the earth. But uh, from everything I've heard, uh, just a, a complete, Class act and a quality human being, so he'll be missed by those that love him.
1: Certainly, I can't follow that up now. Jeez, I had a goofy one. He's probably gonna say uh, something we mean. Sh- we that should just we skip be- it because you yeah, just, <laughs> you just come skip it.
3: Sorg, 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 you learned you need to be nice, you do producers, and, That's a and talent. Learned. That's what Sorg learned. Oh, okay, <laughs> oh. <laughs> hi.
1: Um, (laughs) what I, what was my thing? Oh, uh, well, my first inkling of, 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 uh, uh, Braun Strowman this week was that he's, uh, beaten up everybody that the internet has a problem with. Yeah. Think about that hit list a little bit. They
0: need to bring Ryback back. back.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Ryback. Uh, Brandon learned that, uh, oh, that's another ending. Uh, Uh, he learned that music makes anything better, better no matter where you are. I believe uh, referring to uh, the drifter backstage. Uh, Matt Clarence learned that the only thing holding those WWE rings together are those LED light boards.
3: That's true. That's apparently true. Those LED boards are load bearing. Yes, they they are. Were
0: were they on there for that match? No, they were not. They weren't. They took them off. No, they weren't. weren't.
2: Yes. They were not.
3: They were not on there.
2: If you go back and look, at, yeah, you can see that there's just the silver pole They're... with the red like yeah, sticker right. on it. I didn't yeah, want that. The it's like, no, it's
3: like when you first when you first notice that Kane's pyro is set up on the turnbuckles, and then you can't ever not see. Right.
2: It. Yeah. Right. So, you go back. I, mean,
3: I don't know when they changed
2: it. If it was, I like. I didn't go back and look to see if. Uh, if they were like that in any segment before theirs, mm-hmm. or well, that just when killed that the illusion. Happened, but I am gonna have to. Boot.
0: But did
1: you notice? Did you notice while you were watching at no, all? Then it doesn't matter.
0: I have to boo. I have to boo now.
3: Well, <laughs> well, to Ron. be fair, we, we've had those we've had those LED boards way less longer than we've had non LED boards and just regular poles. So this
1: is true. This is true. I am pulling this up now. The top ten from this week. <laughs> I am curious about this because I can't. I can't believe that's what we did oh well anyways um and i think that's all from the chat yes uh thank you joe dombrowski for joining us check out tell people where where when and how they can check out your thing
4: my thing is called welterweight wrestling it is live on internet pay-per-view you can download the fight app or visit fight.tv and join us on a pay-per-view basis Sunday, May 7th, 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. If you order just once for one low price, you get unlimited lifetime replays. Or you can join us live and in person at Turner's Hall on Guthrie Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. You can check out the town amounts, the card, and a whole lot more information. The welterweight wrestling t-shirt that I'm wearing. And a whole lot more is available at welterweightwrestling.com, facebook.com slash welterweight wrestling, at welterweight pw on the Twitter, and welterweight wrestling on the Instagram. So, between all that, you can get your welterweight fix and uh, check out facebook.com uh, slash premier championship wrestling as well, DCW Cleveland on Twitter. That is the standard events we're doing up in Cleveland. And of course, my website is joe com. All the documentaries, DVDs, merchandise, schedule, results, and a whole lot more. My social media is there. You can find me and do whatever you wish to me.
1: Ah, don't put that out there on this <laughs> show. Uh, not with this crowd. By no, the way, no. I, I did some. Re- don't want to do it. Thank you, Raw Top 10, because the LEDs were not out the entire night.
0: Really? There
4: you go.
1: Really? Um, they're, they're showing pieces of matches from throughout the night, and there are no LEDs. Wait, is, is there any on the front? Probably not. Probably, Probably not. Ahead. I want to. I need to check that now.
2: Now, if them? they would have kept the LEDs and they sparked up, oh, that would have been great. Oh, there would have
3: been shrapnel
2: going been. into the
0: oh, crowd. Even yeah. yeah. that, oh, no,
3: hear not, that, or the LEDs they, just they went. went like, they just had caution signs flashing.
0: <laughs> yes,
2: exactly.
3: <laughs> I wish. I wish, they, I wish the front LED board on Raw was sentient.
2: <laughs> Straight to four hundred four
3: live. It could
2: be
1: the next uh, Raw general manager. Um, There's definitely not LEDs <laughs> on the front at the end. Wow! I, you, none of us noticed that. Nope. The nobody, end. I noticed. You it. never. Nobody, nobody. Nobody called that out on Twitter or anything like that. They're like, hey, where'd all the cool stuff go? Yeah. I mean, as soon as That's as soon as they announced Jeez, it, was, no
3: LEDs. What the hell? Oh, as soon man. as they announced it was Braun versus Big Show, I knew what was going to happen. Man, Mike four eight eight three on the Twitter. That is correct, Sorg, and we will be doing the midweek war layer this week. Also. Check out 32 Manias of Mike. I watched all 32 WrestleManias and did podcasts on each one of them, so you don't have to if you don't want to.
1: (laughs) No, and we have some fun on there as well. You don't have to watch Impact in order to enjoy the Impact recap. no,
3: please don't watch Impact. It's
1: not recommended at all, actually. Uh, (laughs) Chad the Shad on the Twitters.
2: Yes, that's where you can find me and my musings. (laughs) I, I have not many things going on.
0: Mutilator Larry is where you won't really see Larry talking much on, the, on yeah. the internet. If you see anything on my Twitter page, I apologize. I'm firing the person <laughs> running Jeez. it at the moment. And <laughs> it's a bad I'll, night. I'll be putting out ads on Craigslist for a new Twitter person shortly.
1: Uh, <laughs> something he'll have something to promote, I'm sure. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe. Most, yeah, Hopefully,
2: we'll most yes. of my tweets are hockey related right right now.
1: Yes, and I'm at Sorgatron on the Twitter uh check out so a lot of great stuff going on there our fan our friend uh, uh panel riot dj lunchbox some call him will uh he had an interview on awesome chat last week find out what he's been doing since he's been gone from the wrestling mayhem show Document. why he left the wrestling mayhem show he names names if there are names to name uh it's awesome awesomecast.com check out that and his panel riot podcast and so many more coming on board the sorgatron media podcast network thank you everybody in the chat room joining us brandon carlins uh wheels tina everybody that's popped in throughout the night live that wrestling mayhem show.com if you want to join the live stream or just follow the facebook page a wrestling Mayhem Show. and Please join that Wrestling Mayhem Show group for some great discussions. Thank you everybody for being active in there lately. you have been seeing a lot of great stuff come up. Uh, so thank you so much, guys. And thank you to Producer medicine Mayhem Show, out!